very warm welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi Deepthi, thank you so much for joining us at Blitz Business. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks Ashish. I'm happy to be here. Pleasure is all mine. Awesome. So let's get started. So before the before starting the conversation, we were just discussing about your background. So it's a very interesting, uh, you know, uh, the background you come from, from software to sort of finance or fintech to sort of now retail. Help us understand the transition. I'm very interested yeah. to know this transition, how it happened. And yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So uh, like I mentioned, I mean, my background is I've done my engineering and I worked with uh, a bank in their tech team. Then I studied, uh, I went to Columbia for my MSOR. I was in New York for a couple of years, worked in risk tech. And um, so I think coming back, uh, going back a few years, I think, first of all, I let me tell you, I'm not an accidental entrepreneur. I think I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur to run my own business, you know, uh, but it was always about uh, finding what I want to do. And I think around the time when I was seriously thinking of, you know, making the shift or taking the plunge, uh, there were a lot of things that I was uh, going through and dabbling with. And uh, yeah, that's all that I had happened. I would say it was one of those things. We we can get into the details of it. Sure, sure. Sounds sounds interesting. So, um, So you mentioned you always felt, you know, uh, you want right. to do something. So... One common sort of theme our listeners or anyone which asks is, you know, how do you get started, right? So for you, how how how, how did the decision came? Like, hey, I want to start in retail. This is what I really want to do. Or was it like pivot, pivot, pivot? That's where you reached. Or how did you went about this approach of understanding what you need to do in terms of business, which area, which segment, which product, service, etc.? Right. Uh, so I think uh, a lot of it came from, uh, first of all, you know, seeing the gap where I saw the gap and because uh, specifically for salt, it was more like um, I was looking at a lot of ideas then where, uh, in fact, one or two, I was pretty deep down into, which is not related to this at all. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I bumped into an article which spoke about the growing segment of formal wear, you know, in India, the upcoming uh, new segment and then one of my trips to India I did some ground research I spoke to a lot of women so uh, it sort of uh, it it just uh, popped in front like it was very clear it was very clear because especially where I in the US there were a lot of options like right here so basically for me uh, one big thing that you can say that came out for salt was that um, it sort of, uh, it was very clear with the gap analysis, speaking to people. And it was something very obvious that I saw that needed to be done. And uh, compared to, so this was one aspect. And the second thing, uh, let me tell you, like when I was, since I come from a tech background, I was also looking at ideas in tech. But uh, again, uh, for me, it was important. I always felt that I wanted to uh, do a business and I wanted to make sure my business model is correct. I get into some industry where the margins are good. So I guess that was the second option, second uh, sort of selection criteria for me, where I knew that I had, uh, I was getting into something which had a high margins, uh, higher rate to higher uh, chances of getting into profitability and stuff. Oh, nice. And 
this name ye matlab ye naam kahan se how did you identify this name salt attire <laughs> yeah so like i was telling you in fact the first uh, thing idea that i had was actually a news app okay and uh, mm-hmm. i had done some you know enough amount like a tech app for news you know giving mm-hmm. you all angles of it and stuff so the idea the name for that was salt i had thought the name salt for that because it's something that you needed every day and actually the name stuck so i just oh, oh nice so it sort yeah. of <laughs> and then it worked well for salt attire as well it's something that uh, you need on a daily basis it's something that essential for a woman's wardrobe not too salty not at all <laughs> <laughs> that's nice that's nice so uh, deepthi so what is the uh, what is your let's pick one one thing now uh, starting from let business model so what's your business model do you operate uh, i i did read you have opened a new store in bombay so what is your as business the plan in terms of strategy you want to focus on offline online both um what is the landscape looks like right right so see we started off as a like we've always been a d2c brand only and we started off online on our website and uh, scaled uh, well from there and we had tried around um, just a little after the first wave of covid we opened our uh, first pilot store uh, in gurgaon one of the neighborhood malls uh, and uh, we just wanted to see what offline would look like and actually it was it worked well for us in terms of um, our offering and uh, that's how we have uh, ventured more into and then we decided to take the path of offline more mm-hmm. so given our uh, you know given first of all fabric uh, you know clothing is something where buying online is not uh, honestly it's not that i'm saying it on record <laughs> but it's something that you want to touch and feel you want to try the fits so uh, the when you know the customer walked into our store she uh, felt our fabrics she tried our fits the kind of uh, conversions the kind you know it was really like she really liked our products more and uh, you know we wanted to get give her that experience so uh, that's how we decided to venture more into offline and uh, we and in fact last year we opened uh, not one we opened three stores in bombay itself and uh, yeah that's what uh, we're looking at we're looking at growing so we're uh, growing online as well and we are on a few marketplaces um so it's both ways but i guess the focus more is on offline right now oh nice and any reason for le- leaving your neighboring states like delhi out of this <laughs> so uh, actually uh, it was just a data backed decision um, mm-hmm. most of our so like a good 25% over 25% of our online orders were from maharashtra from mumbai rather oh wow so uh, that's mm-hmm. how we picked mumbai and uh, yeah we are in some of the we've covered pretty much the landscape in mumbai three stores mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and um, yeah that's how we arrived at mumbai and how do you get uh, so for example what's your market outreach sort of plan awareness like how do you guys outreach so through social media like what channel has worked for you till now yeah social media is uh, big so we use uh, social media a lot of instagram facebook meta um completely for our ads for our marketing and uh, i think that has been uh, one major like instagram is good facebook is good that's where we 
that's our bigger uh, biggest outreach okay and in terms of uh, uh, you mentioned 25% are from sales are from bombay and what sort of ticket size um are these people looking at average sort of ticket size average order yeah so see our uh, average order would be anything between like 3500 over 3500 to uh, 7k that would be mm-hmm. pretty much the size yeah and is is there any a specific reason for example uh, okay let me rephrase so uh, um for your next steps you know uh, which territory or which area you are looking to further open uh, these stores so we are uh, quite bullish on the west west south uh, and then maybe okay. circling back to north that's how we plan to go about it okay and any any data supporting this or you're yeah, saying yeah it's all based on the data that basically our online orders so in current landscape you have more online or more offline no now we are pretty much uh, i would say 50-50 oh wow yeah and you mentioned one interesting thing about you know um, that you have to touch and feel the fabric etc otherwise you know and i think it sort of resonates with me also really well i mean i have too much return when i if i order something <laughs> to be dropped right. at home versus when i go and see and pick so i think that there is some definitely um some play in that particular piece and plus i mean i mean fit and try i mean mintra i think it it was mintra which launched where the, you can try at your home or some yeah yeah, other... yeah. so we did that initially also mm-hmm. see actually it's a lot of other things so uh, i mean it's also because initially you know initially when you are um, uh building your brand out it's mm-hmm. very important to so you may so a lot of people may claim that their fabrics i mean everybody will say their fabrics are great right that's thought of i mean everyone would say that about the brand but it's very important for the customer to experience it and you know unfortunately in india the uh, e-commerce or online sort of clothing is a very uh, price is highly price and discount driven mm-hmm. so when we have to compete with our price points which are still in the premium mass premium segment but they are not super value i'd say so if you know we have to compete with that price point online and even and you know show the customer value we at least want her to try it first so uh what happens a lot in the offline and the store is even if she's tried our products and she so now she knows the brand she trusts it then she'd come back then she, you know it's easier for her to purchase online also because now she knows okay this is what i'm going to get from here or uh, this is the mm-hmm. trust that you know the mm-hmm. trust that she builds so um, that's how offline sort of worked for us in that aspect so it's like sort of a channel where you convert people then to an online sort of space. yeah then she buys online as well she comes back to the store as well it depends okay but okay. Uh, she, that trust is developed now where uh you know she knows that if she's paying this amount or whatever she knows that this is what she'll get from the brand so when you say the one thing which you're differentiating is in terms of great fabric so what is that definition of great fabric from your perspective yeah i think so uh, not just fabric but fabric fits fits mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um so again fab by um 
coming back to that point again so the reason that uh, you know back when uh, i did this research of uh, like on ground research of brands in india and i uh, spoke to a lot of women um when we discovered that most women in fact they shop for their you know a few years ago at least they used to shop for their clothes or formal wear on their trips abroad okay and okay. Uh, they literally had said whenever we travel abroad we shop but um, the irony is that uh, india being such a big manufacturing hub everything mm-hmm. is pretty much manufactured here mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so but the indian women wasn't getting that that's because um they want to keep their margins and they want to make sure like all the i would say premium fabric things that are made are mostly export uh, were exported okay um, a lot of again coming back to that so because it's such a discounted sort of uh, system here uh, mm-hmm. brands compromise on the kind of quality of fabric that is used so you know first of all indian weather you need to make sure that uh you're using breathable fabrics that's one very important thing uh you need to again now the girl the person we are building for she is going to wear this for 10 hours 12 hours so this needs to be breathable this needs to be good on her skin she needs to be comfortable with it also ease of use um uh, it doesn't have to wrinkle easily we can't give a sort of uh fabrics that will wrinkle easily she needs to be able to wear this product or this garment for 10 hours uh, 12 hours a day she's on the go and uh, wear wear and tear like easy to i mean I, these are sounding like very basic things but a lot of brands don't uh, mm-hmm. keep these things in mind so we are very very cognizant about uh, making these choices um secondly about the fit mm-hmm. so again so india does not have any um, like we don't have our own size charts right we live off uk or us size charts True. and mostly uk size charts mm-hmm. so the uh, body shapes for indian women is very different from european mm-hmm. so uh, we de- uh, got you know we delved really deep into that we understood what sort of things um, a lot of times certain i mean most is if you see like even the international brands that are here uh, certain body i mean certain things will not fit the lot of silhouettes are not made for the indian customer so we have really really gone deep into uh, the mindset on what will work for her what she likes what she doesn't like how it will fit the indian woman body we have our standard size sets for that and uh, that's how we work like every garment that is made is tried by our team also as well we try it in different sizes as well and uh, we make sure that it fits us perfectly um yeah so these are a few things that uh, fabric and fit is like i mean it is we do a lot of research and we do a lot of work in these two aspects and um, a lot of times we need the customer to try it herself and experience it herself you know uh, mm-hmm. so again when she walks into a store it's a different experience even when she uh, purchases again our uh, repeat customer rate is extremely high because once she's our customer she knows what she's getting into and then she'll keep coming back for more so again we are like um pretty much even the, you know when building the product even now we are very very uh, customer centric we are very close to her and uh, i remember initially when we opened our store uh, in gurgaon i used to be there on the floor a lot and uh, so 
the customer insights that you get over there are mind blowing you know mm-hmm. there are little things but it's like wow it's like a big tweak that you will make substantially where you know she's conscious about a particular thing and or she, you know i have so and so so i can't wear so and so so these kind of like really really deep insights is what you get from her and uh, that's what we use a lot to build our product yeah. and so how does your sort of uh, supply chain sort of looks like how do you um, you make designs or how does it work yeah yeah we do everything from design to manufacturing everything so we have our design team mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, we have uh, so basically we keep releasing products uh, month on month fresh styles uh, based on the weather occasion and uh, calendars are ready for the next few months and uh, yeah based on the design and then there is production done so it is in house the production is done in house part of it in house part of it now uh, we also tie up with uh, certain factories for uh, once we are hitting scale yeah mm-hmm. and how frequently do you sort of um update your inventory you mean fresh uh, stock fresh stock yes yes month on month oh really wow yeah 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 <laughs> i was i was reading about this brand i'm sure you must be aware of she in i mean it was it was just mind blowing in terms of every i don't know second day third day i don't know what the stats yeah, were yeah, like they are it, different uh, they are different uh, i would say beast altogether <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but is super it fast fashion yeah. yeah super fast fashion is it sustainable i mean that's the second part of my question i wanted to ask i mean a lot of brand i've started seeing in terms of they right we are using sustainable cotton you know uh, mm-hmm. or this fabric is sustainable there is this trend towards sustainability mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so are you picking up such signals from the market or what do you think so see it could uh, be a lot of things a lot of uh, meaning the hard truth is unfortunately a lot of this is you know green washing that's the other mm-hmm. you know new term that uh, so if you're anyway using cotton that is something that is good for the environment now sustainability can also work in a different aspect right for us we so we offer classic classic styles and pieces that will last you for whatever 5 years 10 years so that is also one form of sustainability right as in mm-hmm. i'm not using and throwing uh, clothes or True. i'm not it's not like these clothes are getting washed out after you know two washes they're worn out mm-hmm. so if our garments can be used for years together if the styles will you know designs will not go out of style for years together like a pant is a pant right i mean uh, there would be different styles but your classic trouser will remain uh, mm-hmm. in style always so a good piece of that uh, garment that can you know last you multiple washes multiple wear and tear that is also one form of uh, looking at it in a sustainability you know true. fashion yeah true and and how do you sort of um compete with similar players uh, with deeper pockets and larger scale within the same segment uh so i think yeah i think uh one focus has always been and you know even while picking this uh, this sort of industry and this one focus was that uh, to be very uh, prudent about your uh, unit economics and uh, profitability you know mm-hmm. so that is one thing that we've always uh, 
focused on and work towards so uh, yeah it does become difficult with people with a large marketing budget mm-hmm. but uh, i guess if you're uh, making sure your unit economics are strong the growth may be slower mm-hmm. um, but we just make sure that we are prof like we try to whatever we are doing we are working towards the path of profitability because we are mm-hmm. not in fact we don't have that the deep pockets to burn so much money on marketing mm-hmm. uh, so we just make sure that <clears throat> whatever we do is uh, you know gives us the results or the revenue and just keep going on that path so have you guys raised any funds so far no haven't are you so planning to it's friends and family uh, it's friends and family yeah uh, okay but you're planning to or yeah. uh maybe in the future not in the immediate future but yeah mm-hmm. interesting and what is the most difficult thing deepthi so far you have encountered while running your business which you feel matlab you feel like this if i was running a fintech company these these challenges would not have come <laughs> oh that's completely that there would be so many things right um but uh, see i guess difficult is a strong word in the sense see dif- difficult as in every stage of the company right there would be certain things that are sort of your uh, uh, challenges or yeah. uh, whatever difficult to get over so depending on the stage of the company that difficulty changes or the challenge changes True. but uh, i think something that uh, ans- to answer your question i guess one thing um, is uh, building a brand is actually extremely difficult i mean even mm-hmm. though nowadays uh, you know it's really easy to just launch a brand but mm-hmm. building that takes a lot of work takes a lot of consistency discipline um, you know everything has to fall in place and uh, work correctly and it's a continuous sustained effort it's not like a one time thing so i guess overall building a brand and definitely that even to answer your question maybe in fintech i wouldn't have to <laughs> worry so much about that but yeah building a brand is, is definitely not easy and how does then someone go about solving this challenge you know uh, building a brand i mean it's a it's a big task right i mean it requires uh, one aspect is continued uh development in terms of continuous deployment of certain amount of capital in marketing etc but how does someone really go about building a brand in so far in your experience what is the sort of the rights and the wrongs uh, for someone who is looking to or trying to build a brand a brand wow that's a loaded question but uh <laughs> See, I guess brand building is uh, it involves many many aspects. Uh, first of all, I mean to begin with how it's perceived, right? Or what she thinks about your product, what the customer thinks about your product, and uh, about the brand. So, two things that we have uh, we have done as a brand is, uh, I think, product and customer. Uh, mm-hmm. we have been very close we have been very close to the customer we are very uh, uh like we we make sure we keep our customers happy so even if it is if she's upset we will do something that will 
appease her again so mm-hmm. we we want to keep our customers happy and we make sure we do that that is one thing and um, and just make sure be consistent with your uh, product with the kind of products you build make them really good and um, great value for money something that even um, the international brands will not be able to provide because they anyway cannot compete with you in terms of the fit that you're providing to the indian women so we also uh, so we offer tailored clothing as well so that's okay. a very big usp for us so we do standard sizes whereas uh, tailored clothing so a lot of women uh, do go in for tailored clothing mm-hmm. for pants and dresses especially mm-hmm. um, so yeah i think product and customer if we if you know you focus on your customer and your product day in and day out and then otherwise and your other brand building activities will keep happening you know on the top whether it's your ads or other collaborations that's yeah and, and there was one key aspect which you have mentioned previously also in terms of like you have been you had the data for example um, this is the location i want to open etc etc so how is technology you're utilizing um in different aspects in operation in making decision apart from the, the things which you have mentioned yeah yeah we are uh, again we do use uh, so in terms of even uh, understanding customer behavior to uh, mm-hmm. building a product so right from uh, so we've broken down i mean i can go in and tell you but uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be very detailed but uh, basically we've got like um, we really really study deep into the purchases uh, history of purchases okay and understand what exactly the customer buys as well so this is very um, it's not just the category of product but it's everything right from the fit style color sleeve neck every detail so we have like we do in depth analysis of this and uh, first of all understand what are the kind of products that they purchase um we also uh, keep our eyes on social media and uh, the communication that customer does to us so in trying to use that information back into our product building and uh, in terms of uh, uh, understanding the customer and our outreach and regions that's where again we use our sale data and uh, so basically we do study a lot of existing data mm-hmm. uh, to take our next few steps sounds like a lot of work no no it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's fun uh, yeah. it's fun uh, definitely it has to be fun otherwise it gets little difficult to it's, keep uh, going yeah no no did it sound like a lot of work i don't uh, <laughs> so it's uh, you know it's more like um, a lot of times you may feel that okay this is happening but when you study the data you're like oh yes know, hmm. you True. get that that insight or that something that you've not even you know thought of so that is those are uh, things those are so that's something which is which i called fun or exciting Mm-hmm. true 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 yeah. i totally agree and and then sort of moving forward uh, deeply so what is that what are some new trends or new 
things which are happening in this segment which are exciting or which excites you what are what are those sort of new trends or new things which is happening in this space in clothing in general or retail in retail clothing um right i guess see in general everywhere but even in retail so uh, people are looking for more immersive experiences nowadays retail is becoming big on that as well you know okay uh, although we don't have that but um, immersive uh, in the it, sense like air we are saying yeah even that oh really there, <laughs> there is this magic mirror concept where, yes uh, mm-hmm. yeah so people can try and you just see on the screen what looks good on you pick up accordingly mm-hmm. so uh, people do enjoy that kind of stuff but uh, i guess that is one thing um i can't specifically think of any other trend new trend in this space the magic mirror sort of thing i i sort of um tried once and from i mean it's fun and everything uh, mm-hmm. but then i was thinking to myself i mean I, if i came here i mean correct, it's better correct. i just try it out then i don't know yeah but it's <laughs> it's uh, exciting to uh, the first few times it's exciting at least right and it's exciting yes. to uh, Yes. Um, get the footfall in, you know. That is true. That is definitely so, true. Yeah, it's a great, I would say, marketing uh, sort of play also, and people mm-hmm. do enjoy it. And I know what you're saying about try. Like I might as well try, but yeah. it's but you did try the magic mirror also, right? So that's the that's the point. That is true. That is true. Yeah. It becomes a little bit of a little marketing, also a little fun, and it's like, like, hey, let's see what's happening. So, <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, Deepthi, anything uh, you want to share with our listeners? Something if I've missed? Any comments from your sides? I think uh, I think that's it. One of the questions that uh, initially you had asked, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, I think we touched upon was, uh, I guess, two questions. One is this: so you know, if I was starting up now, or mm-hmm. basically, what would I would do, do, do different, or you know, what are, mm-hmm. or basically, if somebody starting a business, you know, what yes. are some thoughts and suggestions for them? So I guess see today, in, especially in today's landscape, starting up is something that you know we hear every other person doing. So, uh, but a few things uh, definitely to keep in mind, as opposed to a few years back, is that everyone is becoming more prudent about uh, unit economics. So I have personally seen like a few months ago as well. You know, a lot of startups, some startups that they get funding, scale rapidly, and you know they have lost their runway and have probably shut shop. So I think that phase of uh, grow at all costs is uh, is getting a hard reality check. So I guess in today's scenario, if somebody wants to run a business, then a few things to keep in mind is definitely your financial prudence, unit economics, and um, to have a definite path to profitability. That would be something for myself. Awesome, awesome! Thank you so much, Deepthi, for your time. It was very interesting. Thanks, to hear what you have built and how you are expanding, and I wish you really all the best for the future. And thank you for your time. Thank you, Ashish. Thanks a lot. It was great.